You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Aw, oh, yeah, we're not the suits to talk football. We're the dudes that know football, and you've just crossed over into the Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave. We are the football dudes. Dave, are you ready, bro? You got that right, my friend. Oh, yeah. Next stop, the Trend Zone. It's a beautiful 72 degrees here in Los Angeles, California. It's Wednesday, September 20th. And in today's episode, we'll add injury to insult as some brutal injuries hit some RB1s. A ram gets new horns. The highs and lows of the O's. Show me that O face. The chief of chiefs gets paid again. And of course, all 16 games coming up in week three. But Dave, you know we don't go into the zone without some tasty nugs for the people. Lay it on us, bro. Yeah, well, um, since 1990, Casey, almost 64% of teams starting 2-0 made the playoffs, including all six teams that started 2-0 last year. However, 1-1, that gives you just a 41% chance to make it. Speaking of 41%, 41% of the teams that started 2-0 last year are, uh, have won their division. Right, teams that start one and one, their chances of winning the division drop down to just twenty four percent. But mm. don't panic. Mm. Oh, and two teams do make the playoffs. In fact, seven of the past ten years, including Cincy last year, who not only made the playoffs but actually won their division and advanced pretty far into the playoffs too. So, All twelve right. of the last fourteen teams, Casey, to go three and zero, pretty nice position to be in. They've reached the po- postseason in nine of those clubs have an opportunity to get to that mark this week. Nine teams. Nine? I don't Must remember nice. nine teams being 2-0. and all. <laughs> Hey, I want to Must remind you guys nice. out there, the Trend Zone is available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and we're now on Amazon Music, too. Pretty sweet. All right, Dave, I mentioned it. A ram trades in his horn for horns. Woo, how about this one, Casey? Throwing away good old talent. Uh, the Rams trade Cam Akers to the Vikings. Teams swapping. The details are still unknown, but swapping late 2026 draft picks. That's wow. almost nothing. Dude, he looked so good just a couple years ago, and it looked like he was such a huge part of that offense. Got a little uh, sticky last yeah. year, and they just ripped it off by. Yep. Imagine good opportunity that. for Kieran Williams. And yeah. um, maybe and the Vikings is- are like. Yeah, it's Cam is somebody else's problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I wonder if they want Dalvin back. All right. Speaking yeah, of problems, right. dude, absolutely brutal. Nick Chubb out for the season with a knee injury that's going to require surgery. Yeah. Um, just total bummer for this guy. He's a great dude, and um, yeah. his season is over. No question about it, dude. Very disappointing. He's not the only running back, though, Casey. You've got more, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Saquon Barkley may play, may not play. Is not going to play on um, Thursday night football. I'm going out on a limb, Dave. I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, Casey, I'll tell you what. Uh, he's not the only one bumming out. Uh, Burrow, he's been uh, aggravating that calf of his. Obviously, um, he did play the entire game, and they got it going pretty well. Uh, threw for 304 yards and two touchdowns and a pick, but uh, ended up uh, losing both of those first two games. So, uh, obviously struggled bad in that first game. So, um, yeah, Burrow and that calf, who knows? 
right now. And what about your guy Eckler? Yeah, Eckler, of course, we missed him last week. They say there's no timetable for his return. That strikes me. Obviously, if he was going to be IR'd, they would have probably already put him on IR. So we expect him back within a couple of weeks. But uh, at this point, no timetable. That that seems their regular MO of there. They're not talking injuries. Maybe uh, Staley went on the ayahuasca trip with Aaron Rodgers where time <laughs> doesn't exist. That's why yeah. there is no timetable. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Well, hopefully for David Montgomery, there is a timetable. They're hoping to get him back by week five. Had a little thigh bruise, so you never know. Work through it. Ice and, uh, you know, little PT on there, and hopefully he's good sooner than later. But, Dave, it's the receivers too, bro. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, we saw him get banged up in the game on Sunday. He may miss this week. Jalen Waddle concussed last week. He may be out this week, depending on how quickly he recovers. Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams, same situation in the concussion protocol, trying to work his way back. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. out to the due to that ankle injury, uh, but he may very well sit this week. We don't know how bad that one is. Uh, so, man, I mean, there's a string of injuries to the wide receiver position. Yeah, and at quarterback, too, Anthony Richardson, he's in the concussion protocol. He left that game against the Texans in the second quarter. Not sure what his status is moving forward. We're definitely going to pump the brakes on getting that dude back out there. No need to rush him back for the type of season the Colts are going to have. Yeah, long-term project for sure. Don't don't risk him at all right now. Yeah, speaking of quarterbacks, Dave, your favorite quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, just stacking <laughs> money, bro, just stacking. Wow. That whole contract that he has is this this amorphous entity. Uh, Apparently, they've restructured it. So within between 23 and 26, he'll get $210.6 million. So, um, yeah, maybe they'll have to cut somebody. Uh... (laughs) I I think they're going to figure it out, dude. And I want to go back real quick. Something I'd never seen before. Sunday night football. um, Dolphins at Pats. The yeah. blocked field goal with homie running down the Insane. line, timing it perfect, jumped into the backfield, hoodie coming up with new stuff all the time. Have never seen that. Um, and I imagine we will see it again very soon as he was moving very fast, timed that thing up perfectly. Yeah. And the block seemed kind of easy from mm-hmm. that particular angle. So I can't imagine we're not going to see uh, the copycat of that going around the league ASAP. Hopefully Bones Fossil is in the room right now, drawing it up on the dry <laughs> race board. See what's happening with my boys. All right, Dave, it is time to get into the games, and it is week three. Week three? Week three? Week three. Casey, it's slipping away, man. Oh, my God, dude. Away. Where does it go? <laughs> I do not know, dude. It is flying by, dude. <laughs> I'm not ready for it to be over, Dave. Oh, man. Well, hopefully week three can live up to week two. This past week was historic as 12 games tied for the most ever in a single NFL week were decided by eight points or less. And in week two, 13 of the 16 games were within one score in the fourth quarter, baby. Wow. That is the NFL as we know it today, man. It is a game of inches even more so than ever. Yeah, it's crazy. Uber competitive. All right, Dave. Well, maybe not uber competitive. Well, who knows? Thursday night, the New York football giants at the San Francisco 49ers, Dave. And the Niners are 10-point favorites in this one. 
Uh, yeah, man. And how about the Giants down 60 to nothing after six quarters after an, an an amazing comeback last week versus the Cards? Somehow they're sitting at one and one after being down 60 to nothing in six quarters in the season. 49ers, on the other hand, crushed the Steelers and took care of business against the Rams to get to two and oh. Niners are fourth in scoring offense and defense. So very balanced team. Uh, good, good squad. Yeah, maybe no Ayuk. We'll see. All right, moving on to the Sunday early action, Casey. It is the Indianapolis Colts at the Baltimore Ravens. What do you got? Yeah, we mentioned Anthony Richardson still in a concussion protocol. Probably best to let Gardner Minshew in that sweet, sweet stash handlebar this one. You see what I did against that nasty Ravens defense? Ravens (laughs) fighting through some injuries of their own. Maybe no OBJ or Justice Hill. He's got a little Sergeant Hoka going too. Also, no Ronnie Stanley or Tyler Linderbaum at practice on Wednesday I'm not sure if those guys are going to play or not. We are going to find out. A lot of those guys missed last week as well, Casey, and it didn't, it didn't, you know, hold the, the Ravens back. Also, I forgot to mention Ravens eight and a half point favorites in this one. Sorry about that. All right. All right. Up next, we got the Tennessee Titans at the Cleveland Browns, and the Browns are four and a half point favorites in this one. Ugh. Wow. Um, interesting. Uh, Browns come into this one one and one after smothering the Bengals in week one and coming up short versus Steelers on Monday Night Football. The team is definitely reeling, though, Casey, uh, with the loss of arguably their best player in Nick Chubb. Uh, this was the top rushing team in the league. Now a lot more pressure falls on Watson to lead. He was handling create... that pressure great on Monday night. <laughs> He's got to create plays. Luckily, uh, Cooper did have a nice game, seven catches, yeah. 90 yards last week. Jerome Ford, when, you know, he was the, it was in tandem there with Chubb, but then when Chubby went away, he had 131 career, uh, a career high 131 scrimmage yards. So maybe they got something there uh, in Ford. Uh, he had a touchdown too. So uh, on the other side of the ball though, Casey, the defense is stout second in yards and points per game at 14 and a half after two weeks. It's two weeks, but I mean, those are some good numbers. Yeah, it was a really good defense there. And then the Titans, man, they haven't looked good in either game, but do they ever look good? They just get out there and physical you. They stay in the game and figure out a way to get it done late. Although Tannehill was much better last week than he was week one. Um, Very similar teams, though. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in this game. All right, move it up. It is the Atlanta Falcons at the Detroit Lions. Lions at home favored by four and a half in this one. Yeah, dude. And how about my guy Bijan already delivering ROI, baby. Week one, 83 scrimmage yards. Week two, 172 scrimmage yards. And I'm not a math guy, yeah. but if that trend continues, Bijan's on pace to have 344 scrimmage yards on Sunday, baby. Oh, oh it's man. exponential. Yeah, and that, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but that kind of slow-mo um, bird's-eye view of Bijan running and juking the crap out of those Packers on Sunday. Ooh. Get to Twitter and check this out because it is damn awesome. And, uh, you know, whatever Bijan does, it's high for a dirty bird, but he is a star in the making, and they are going to need a big game from Bijan to stay undefeated. What? Undefeated Falcons after two weeks? Wow. It's going to be a tight game, but the Lions cannot let their paw off the gas pedal. The Falcons are outscoring their opponents so far 27 nothing in the fourth quarter. Crazy Falcons, cardiac cats, expect some drama in this game, bro. 
Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Battle between two, uh, the top two running backs drafted in this most recent draft. So oh, yeah. they're going to be kind of connected together, I'm sure, uh, moving forward throughout their careers and certainly uh, on the same field of play this weekend. But one of these teams, Casey, the uh, Lions, was really the offseason superstar last year. And, and that, that actually got them that opportunity to play against Kansas City on that Thursday night opener. They showed they were worthy of that kind of hype at that point, uh, but then came up short in week two, dropping that home game to the Seahawks. A little shocking there uh, after that big opening weekend or opening Thursday night game. Uh, Jared Goff, Goff, though, was 80% on 35 throws in that game for 323 and three touchdowns. So the numbers were all there for him. He was a 121.8 quarterback rating. Crazy. The offense is third in yards and fourth in passing. So um, that's that bodes well for the long, you know, the bigger picture and for this to be an interesting and exciting football game. Last year, defensively, the Lions, though, not very good. And, and basically, most games ended up in a shootout for these guys. Right now, tied for ninth in run defense, which is critical in this particular matchup if they want to slow down that running game. Atlanta is one of those teams that really likes to control the game with their running game. So that's a pretty critical element. Will De Detroit be able to put a slowdown on that? It's going to be an awesome game, dude. I'm completely stoked for that one. Uh, next, we have the New Orleans Saints at the Green Bay Packers, and the Pack are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Yeah, and the Saints, Casey, are 2-0 and off to a great start this season, having beaten the Titans and the Panthers in, in close games there. Derek Carr, new guy there. Uh, he's eighth in pass yards per game, feeling pretty good. Really? Uh, yeah, right? Uh, pay, uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, seven catches last week. Crystal Lave, six catches. Uh, Taysom Hill ran the ball for 75 yards. So, uh, as usual, the defense over there continues to be one of the stout uh, defenses in the in the NFL. Fourth in yards per game and sixth in points per game so far early in the season. Uh, this is the last game, though. Uh, I believe that the Saints will be without Alvin Kamara. And yeah. obviously, if they can find a way to get to three and zero and then get back Kamara, ooh man, that that's a be an ideal start for this Saints squad in a yeah. wide open division that they could arguably say this is our division. For totally, the, for dude. And um, no Jamal Williams. So I'm not sure if we're going to see Kendra Miller in this one, but I'm excited to see what this guy can do in the NFL, man. He was awesome at TCU. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and those Packers, baby, they watched a fourth quarter double digit lead just disappear last week in the ATL. In the fourth quarter, three Packers drive, three Packers drives. They gained 11 total yards on 10 plays, two, three and outs and a four and out to end the game, dude. Just, you know, you do anything right there and you hold on to that game. They just yeah. could not kill the clock. But the good news is Man. they just have to get to the red zone through two weeks. Green Bay is tied for the best red zone offense, five touchdowns on six possessions. That's over 83%. And the saints, they actually have the NFL's third best defense in the red zone. Only one TD on Six red zone possessions. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out on Sunday. Not all bad news. Christian Watson, he did practice on Wednesday, but Aaron Jones did not. And if he can't go, the pack just got to get more out of A.J. Dillon. He's not been good so far. Just 15 uh, rushes last week for 55 yards. Got to have more than that, especially how yeah. dynamic Aaron Jones is in that offense on a side note dave stone temple pilots doing a free show at lambo on saturday night cheeseheads hey. rocking out to some free vaseline baby 
Okay. All right. STP, baby. <laughs> All right. Up next, it is the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars are favored by nine and a half. And it's, I mean, wow, just nine and a half, but nine and a half. Yeah, dude. And this tells you how good these teams have been the last few years. This game will feature five players selected among the first three overall picks in the last three mm. NFL drafts. <laughs> wow. That means they've not been good lately. However, it looks like the Jags are going to be drafting much later moving forward. No doubt about much that one. later. All right, Dave, <laughs> up next, we got the Denver Broncos at the Miami Dolphins, and the Dolphins are seven-point favorites at home. Yeah, and the Broncos started off uh, really well, strong in uh, each of the first halves of the opening two games but came up short in the second half, losing both to Las Vegas in week one and Washington last week, despite uh, getting a super fortunate Hail Mary in the end of regulation last weekend that almost put that puppy in overtime. They needed the two-point conversion. No no help from the refs in that one. Uh, the super genius brain trust of Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, though, Casey, nowhere near urgent enough when they were trailing oh. by 11 points. They get the ball back after a Washington touchdown. There is 7.18 left on the clock, down by 11, okay? With the ball, they drive a 17-play drive. They drive 45 yards. That is less than three yards a, a play. But they that, must have been that, going quickly. Yeah, five minutes and 21 seconds off the clock, and they land, what, a field goal. Dude, okay? I was raging. I don't even like the stupid Broncos, and it was yeah. making me sick. We're like, what? what are they doing? They're taking their sweet, sweet time huddling, sitting around, lining up, going in motion. By the time they get the ball back, they're absolutely desperate, basically. And moving forward with that 21st-ranked defense versus the pass, good luck versus Miami in that passing attack that they're bringing to this game. Go for it. Woo! That's Nathaniel Buddy Hackett would have never let that happen on his watch. <laughs> not, with, not with his clock management skills. No, dude. Oh, my God. I, yeah, that just made me crazy last week. And as much as Sean Payton is getting paid, wow. And as much as Russell Wilson's getting paid. No, watch the clock, clock management, man. Let's hurry. But hurry I want to talk about these dolphins. And you know who wants revenge? Fangio wants revenge. He's like, you Ooh. fired me for that guy? And then that guy? Well, he's getting it going in Miami. The Finns are sixth in the NFL with seven sacks and 13 quarterback hits. But they've blitzed less than 10% of the time. They're getting home with four. And that's good. And how hard of that reason why? Because Andrew Van Ginkle, he Van Ginkle, the Patriots, all night last week. They he moved did. him to the edge, and Van Ginkle responded with a sack, three QB hits, a tackle for loss, a pass defended, and five pressures. I think Van Ginkle has found a home on the edge. And, Dave, I just like saying Van Ginkle. So, yeah, you know, really? I'm going a little heavy Surprising. on the Van Ginkles. And on offense versus the Bolts, it was Tyreek with 200 through the air. Last week, it was Raheem Morris with 121 on 18 carries, including 3.68 yards after contact per carry. He yeah. is abusing defenders. Yeah. Fins look scary good. Sorry, Charlie. See what I did there? Van Ginkle. <laughs> you got one in. Okay. <laughs> Up next, Los Angeles Chargers are going to Minnesota 2-0-2 teams that were both in the playoffs last year. We talked some of the, the big old 2-0 and numbers. The 0-2 numbers are the other side 
of that equation. And it's not a pretty situation. One of these teams is going to get their first win. The other one is going to be staring at 0-3 and and a really deep hole to get out of. Chargers on the road are favored by one and a half. Yeah, dude. And no player in NFL history has reached 150 receiving yards in each of his team's first three games of the season. No player yet, Dave. Justin Jefferson can become the first. Last week, Jetta had 159 yards on 11 catches. Should have had that tutty too, but he fumbled. He reached 5,000 career receiving yards in his 52nd career game. Tying pro football Hall of Famer Lance Allworth. That's right. We let the, we let some good players go along the way. <laughs> JJ licking his chops after seeing what the cheetah did to the bolts. Oh, no doubt about it. And that 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 part of the deal uh, does does worry me quite a bit, Casey. But let me get in my Charger rant here. Chargers played a tough opening schedule to get to their zero and two record versus Miami, and we see what they they can do. And then at Tennessee, uh, you know Miami, Miami was a playoff team. Tennessee believe they were the number one seed they lost they 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 had a ton of injuries last year but the previous two seasons they were a playoff squad so it was and it was just a negative five points differential to lead the chargers to zero and two uh no turnovers so both, either no turnovers and both games came down to the last couple of possessions uh with a lead change late uh the offense had a chance though and this is what kind of irks me a little bit they, they had a chance to extend the lead in both games late in those games to take at least an eight-point lead late, and were unable to do so on multiple occasions. And then the defense gave up a score that ultimately led to that loss. The Chargers, on the positive side, are fourth in yards and sixth in points. And despite struggling to run last week in particular, they're fifth in rushing the football. So this is a little different Charger team, and the, the numbers bear it out that this is a pretty good team. They're just, they're just got to find a way to get in the W column. But last week, again, after getting absolutely eviscerated in week one to the, the Dolphins passing game last week, they gave up two huge plays, which both led to touchdowns. And those those were very, very costly, a 70 yard and I believe one that was over 50 yards. And they just have got to stop giving up those explosive plays. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously, uh, the, the you know, those performances in the last two weeks, they have them uh, 30th in points given up and in yards in uh, given up in the past. So a horrible situation there. They have to remedy that. Not good going against a team with some really quality receivers like the Vikings bring to the equation. Uh, and that's going to be the challenge. How, how do they contain C- Cousins? Second in yards and passer rating. Kirk Cousins right now with Jefferson and Addison. Uh, look for this to be another shootout. Uh, and the Chargers better come out on top at the end or they'll be 0-3. Uh, one of these teams is going to get a W, like I said. Do not want to see the O face in this game. All right, Dave, up next we have the New England Patriots at the New York Jets, and the Patriots are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, Belichick and the Pats are sitting at 0-2 after close losses to Philadelphia and Miami, man. Two ways to go, 0-3 versus a 1-1 Jets team uh, whose whole season really seems to have been derailed with the loss of Aaron Rodgers or – Get right with a divisional W. Belichick defense versus a shaky quarterback. Mm, pretty sure how, what I know, what I think is going to happen here. Uh, and we'll see. That's a Jets defense that's pretty damn good. Uh, but again, Patriots to go 0-3, that's, that doesn't yeah. sound right. No, it felt like the Jets might be on the verge of collapse. BB would love to push them right over the edge, right that's off the tarmac. Right. All right, up next, Casey, <laughs> the, the Buffalo Bills 
at the Washington Commandos. Uh, Bills are favored by six and a half. This is the Super Bowl matchup, although the Commanders have never been in Super Bowl, Casey. Um, it is a rematch of Super Bowl 26. The Skins Their dominated predecessors. <laughs> That's right. They dominated on defense on route to a 37 to 24 victory over the Bills. Uh, Washington held Thurman Thomas to just 13 yards, sacked Kelly five times, Ugh. picked him off four times. And Mark Rippon, of course, was named Super Bowl MVP in that one. Uh, the Super Bowl loss would be the Bills' second in their series of four straight Super oh. Bowl losses. So just a little reminder for Bills fans there. Oh, I've been loving that. It's like, got a little salt in that wound, man. Oh, but I hate to talk about it, but I got to talk about these commandos. They are one of three 2-0 teams in the NFC East. And the commandos got that way after a Jamin Davis horse fumble on Russ kind of completely changed that game last week. The Broncos were completely in control, dominating until that play. After yeah. that, Washington scored on five of their next seven possessions, including three touchdowns in the second half. Sam Howell, he's still on the job training, but he looked pretty damn sharp last week. 27 to 39, 299 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. That was part of that 32 to three run until that late Hail Mary. And then wow. Brian Robinson dominated late in that game with two TDs. Speaking of dominant, Deron Payne, dude, is unstoppable. Opening the third quarter, Payne sacked Russ on first down. On second down, a TFL on Javante Williams. On third down, deflected a pass and almost picked it for a house call. This dude is a sick freak. That's why they paid him all that money. And Dave, I was always worried one day that this franchise would get rid of the little commander and things would start <laughs> to get turned around. Unfortunately, that day is now, dude. There's a lot yeah. of talent there. Got yep. that piece of crap out of the way. I think there's good stuff in the future for this team, and I do not like it. Yeah, the dark cloud has been removed, man. And yeah, you're right. There were some pieces there that looked really good last week towards that that in that comeback. So uh, impressive there. All right, Casey, after dropping the opener to the Jets on Monday Night Football in a turnover-laden game, by Josh Allen. The Bills got things turned around last week in a big way, destroying the Raiders 38 to 10. Uh, sorry. Find your joy where you can get it, baby. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're all two, remember? Uh, okay. Buffalo offensively, though, uh, is fifth in yards per game and eighth in scoring. Uh, so the offense well balanced between run and pass as well. And as long as Allen avoids uh, the turning the, you know, the ball over, they're very productive. Uh, the defense is fifth in yards and points given up. So really, really strong, just like last year on both sides of the football. Uh, it's defending the pass if there is a weakness for this Bills uh, defense. Uh, and we've got to wonder, will that cost them against a Washington offense? That's really kind of just middle middle of the pack passing the football. But again, it, like we said, it did look good last week with how kind of coming on uh, yeah. as that game progressed. All right, Dave, up next, we have the Carolina Panthers at the Seattle Seahawks, and the Seahawks are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Yes, and Carolina has started off 0-2, uh, uh, but has played very competitively, uh, certainly in last week's game, uh, the loss to the Saints by just three points. Seahawks stumbled out of the gate, uh, losing the opener to the Rams, uh, but got things turned around in an impressive manner last week with that win against the Lions to even their record at 1-1. One and one. The Seahawks hope, though, uh, not to let that momentum slip away as home favorites this weekend. And, you know, they got a pretty good home field advantage. So we'll see what they can do against that rookie quarterback. Sweet. All right, up next, Casey, your Dallas Cowboys heading to the 
Arizona Cardinals with a 12 and a half point favorite heading in there for your Cowboys. Wow. That's a big number. Dude. I hate the double digit point spreads. They never seem to work out. And if you haven't watched these Arizona Cardinals play, you might say, Oh, this team is crap. They're owing two. They're tanking. It's not been that case at all. We thought, what the hell are they doing going into the season? And they played <laughs> they great in both games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're playing so well. They've had the leads until super late, and both of these games just couldn't quite get over the top. John Connor was yeah. great last week, and Hollywood Brown looks like he's sure healthy was. again. And Dobbs, he's some kind of brainiac figuring out a way to make that team relevant without much talent. But the Cowboys on the other side – have a shitload of talent, if you will. It starts with Micah Parsons. He might yeah. be the league MVP. If he can stay doing what he's doing, yeah. um, he's got to be in the argument. Dude, last week, two sacks, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and that's his 10th game with at least two sacks. Osa Digizua is playing lights out, too. He's got three sacks on this season. That pressure comes from everywhere. The linebacking core is good. Adding Stefan Gilmore. To the secondary, it's like a coach on the field. He's been great for Diggs and the rest of these young guys. Um, they've not even gotten Donovan Wilson back, and he might be back in this game. So Jordan Lewis got into the game last week with a couple of plays. So they're getting healthy on defense, which should be freaking scary for opposing offenses. And you flip it over to the offense. I thought they were great last week. They they didn't take a lot of shots deep because why would you? It's the Jets. You knew you could outscore them. Still, Dak yeah. was very efficient. This Texas. Wait a minute. Offense. You guys weren't you weren't scared of uh, sauce? Steak sauce? No, you baby. Trying we trying to just, avoid him. No, we just go to the other side where CD Lamb plays, and CD balled out 130 yards on the day. He's still looking to get his first touchdown, though. Um, we mentioned uh, in the Extronomical Fantasy Show, which you can go back and take a listen to, we talked about Jake Ferguson. He got his first touchdown sure. of the season. Um, they settled for some field goals down in the red zone, which people are complaining about, but it's knowing your opponent. Knowing they're not the Jets are not going to beat you if you don't let them back in the game. Take your points where you get them. If you're going against a higher scoring offense, maybe you need to gamble a little bit, but they didn't have to. Dave, it was 30-10. to 10. People are always going to complain about these Cowboys. I am not going to, baby, because I thought they played a hell of a game and we're sitting at 2-0 with a chance to beat those um, stupid Cardinals on the road. 3-0, baby. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Looks to be one of the biggest mismatches of the week, Casey, and the point spread at negative 12.5 certainly reflects uh, that. But the Cardinals did play, as you mentioned, a lot better than expected, certainly last week going out to a 20-0 lead. Uh, versus the Giants only to give it all back and lose. Uh, they just need only they just need the first half and then recruit, you know, do that in the second half. But Casey, was it really a loss? Hmm. Maybe not in the big picture, right? First time head coach Jonathan Gannon, though, does have his team playing well. Uh, almost well enough to sneak out a win, win sometime soon uh, if they're not careful. So unfortunately, uh, that is going to be a tall order this week against the Cowboys uh, defense. That has been absolutely, as you mentioned, destroying NFL offenses in the first two weeks. On a side note, why did the char uh, why did the Cardinals change their uniforms only to look like basically the same, only not as cool? Yeah, it's like we're saving money on patches. We're not putting a little flag on there, and that's basically the difference. A little silver trim, yeah. 
And we're really usually geeks on new uniforms. And yeah, I know. Rarely do I say, what happened here? <laughs> yeah. All right, Dave, if you thought that was going to be a great game, I got one for you. The Chicago Bears at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are also 12 and a half point favorites in this one, but they're at home. Yeah. And uh, speaking of mismatches, <laughs> Casey, the Bears are still looking for W number one. The one and one Chiefs uh, at home are as tough a matchup as you could possibly get in that scenario. Fields is still mastering the art of the forward pass. And the Chiefs defense, with a recently remunerated Chris Jones, are not going to be very cordial hosts. Advice to Fields, uh, throw it on your first read or run for your life. And I think he was saying that in his press conference. He's being overcoached or he's thinking too much and is not letting his instincts take over. Let your instincts take over, dude. Run. Yeah. Okay? Run. And less orange in those uniforms. And uh, coincidentally, the D.C. for the Bears, Alan Williams, resigns before the weekend. That's pretty good timing, if you ask me. (laughs) Uh, I'm out of here. (laughs) Okay. All right. Up next, let's move it to uh, Sunday Night Football, Casey. Uh, It's the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Steelers on the road are favored by one and a half. Hmm, Good game. Yeah, Steeler Nation is none too happy with Canada. The OC, not the country. They they yeah. love what Blame the country Canada? is all about. Yeah, they are blaming Canada, dude. And you see why. Only 53 offensive plays for the Steelers. Only nine first downs. Not in a half, not in a quarter, not three quarters. For the whole freaking game. Four for 14 on third down. No running game, dude. Franco Harris is up there rolling around in his angel angelic grave, dude. 55 <laughs> yards on 21 carries. Najee Harris, 43 of those yards on 10 carries. How the hell did they get that win on Monday night? Steel curtain, dude. Alex Highsmith Ooh. and TJ Watt, they became the first pair of teammates to each post a sack and a touchdown in the same game since 1982. Watt, um, sack. Four tackles for loss, four quarterback hits, recovered fumble, four touchdown caused by Highsmith. Highsmith opened the game with that Pittsburgh pick six, seven tackles, two QB hits, a sack, a forced fumble. And it wasn't great, but it was good enough to extend Pittsburgh's Monday night football home win streak to 21. Yeah, how about uh, this Raiders team, Casey? They eked out a win in week one against the Broncos, but got destroyed in week two by the Bills. McDaniels, Jimmy G, and the Raiders offense has been one of the worst in the league thus far this season. And that Pittsburgh defense looked pretty daunting, as you mentioned last week. So they do hope to get Jacoby Myers uh, out of the concussion protocol this week. And here's an idea. Throw it to Renfro, right? Renfro, just one reception last week for 23 yards in a 38-10 to loss of the Bill. When you're down, throw, throw it to Renfro. I don't understand this yeah. at all. He's one of the best players that this team had, and they got rid of other players that were that could receive the football at the tight end position. Jacobs ran the ball nine times for negative two yards. Okay, wow. he did get fifty-one yards through the air, but I mean, this doesn't seem like the week that the Raiders' offense suddenly <laughs> finds its rhythm. Oh, Not against no. the Steelers' defense, the way they look. Oh, dude, that might be brutal. <laughs> well. Be, man. A little good news, not for the Raiders, though. We got another Monday night doubleheader. Still that stupid staggered schedule. I hated it. Start one early, start one late. But 
it's on a tangent. Anyways, we got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Eagles are six and a half point favorites on the road. Yeah, and how about uh, Tampa Bay? A pleasantly surprising 2-0 and team this year beating Shake Minnesota in the opener, right? And last week taking care of Chicago. That's that's easy money, right? But is this where the Baker Mayfield feel-good start of the season comes to an end for the Bucks? Baker has to play mistake-free like he's done so far this season, though. 490 yards, three touchdowns, no picks for Baker. And with a top-five passer rating and only taking one sack on the season, that's some good football. That's how you win football games. Tampa Bay defense has been pretty good so far as well. They rank number two against the rush, which should come in very handy in this particular matchup versus the Eagles team that loves to run and is very good at it. So strength on strength in that much up matchup there. But if Baker can play it clean, he's going to keep the Buccaneers in this football game. Yeah, you mentioned that rush game. Um, Jalen Hurts was such a huge part of it. Last year, so far this year, 21 carries, which is pretty close, but only 72 yards, less than three and a half per carry. He does have the two touchdowns with the, the rugby scrum, but only a long of 14 yards. Last year through two games, 28 carries, 147 yards at mm. over five yards a carry with three touchdowns and a long run of 26 yards. So is that by design? Is the league catching up? Is mm-hmm. it the transformation with a new OC? Who knows? We'll see as the, the season unfolds here. But the Bucks is not a defense to try to get it right on um, for the quarterback. But um, no problem. If Jalen can't run the ball, DeAndre Swift can, dude. 28 carries, 175 yards last week. That's over six yards a clip. Nice. And it also looks like Devonta Smith might be the guy this year against the Vikings on Thursday night. Four for 131 and a touchdown. That left A.J. Brown kind of disgruntled. We'll see if he gets back to being gruntled this week. (laughs) Um, This was such a weird game on Thursday night. Philadelphia, time of possession, 39 minutes, 28 seconds, 430 total net yards, 259 yards on the ground, 75 offensive plays and three touchdowns and four red zone possessions. But they had to hold on for dear life just to get that game. If the Vikings don't fumble four times – the Vikings win, but you know, if my aunt had a package, she would be my uncle. Okay. You got to <laughs> take care of the balls. Okay. People and a ton of injuries for these Eagles too. Avante Maddox. He's to the IR uh, Blankenship and Bradbury. They're both questionable for Sunday. Not sure what these Eagles are yet. I need to see more. I think we find out some stuff about them on uh, Monday night in the early game. Should be a good one. All right. Speaking of Monday night, let's go to the second of the staggered starts, which we both don't agree with at all. It is going to be the Los Angeles Rams at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are at home favored by six and a half. This is another Super Bowl rematch, Casey, of uh, Super Bowl 56 right here at SoFi Stadium. Stafford threw three touchdown passes on the day, including the winning one-yard pass to Cooper Cup. Uh, we miss Cooper around here, don't we? Oh, Complete, yeah. Competing completing the fourth-quarter comeback, Casey, uh, bringing the Lombardi Trophy here to Tinseltown while sending the Bengals back to the Who Days, to the Ho- Ohio sunburn, angry, and hungover. Ouch. That's just what you want on a Spirit <laughs> Airline flight on Monday morning, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, one of the most surprising games from week one was the Rams absolutely battering the Seahawks in Seattle. Yes. Um, 
I thought that they were going to be trash this year, and so far they look anything but trash. Matt Stafford looks healthy and revitalized, and they're getting it done with a lot of young guys. Um, Tough loss to the 49ers last week. Started with giving up that touchdown with no time left on the clock in the second quarter when Brock Purdy snuck it in over the line. If they get that stop there, they go into the the locker room up 17-10, and maybe that's a different game in the second half. Um, we mentioned Cam Akers. He gone. He a Viking now. Kieran Williams, back-to-back, two touchdown games to start the year. Puka Nakua, baby, back-to-back, 100-plus-yard receiving games, dude. 25 wow. for 266 on the season. The fifth-round rookie broke the NFL single-game record for receptions by a rookie. And he set a new overall league Great. mark with his 25 catches in his first two games of his career. And it has only been two games, but the Rams have looked much better than I thought they would. And how times have changed, dude. From that Super Bowl 56, the Rams have a completely different offensive line. And the only person on the defensive line is Aaron Donald. And now the Rams have looked pretty good, but this Bengals team is desperate. And they are at home in the jungle. Yeah, that Rams team, just a quick note, very, very young. But, man, what a tribute to Sean Coach, uh, Sean McVay's uh, coaching. But I, I, I had a feeling they would be uh, feisty. But how about that? You're right. This is arguably the most su- surprising of all the 0-2 teams. Uh, but they were 0-2 last year. But starting the season with the Bengals getting crushed by the Browns and then uh, beaten in a close one uh, to, to Baltimore. They two were 0-2 last games. year, as I mentioned. Yeah, both. Yeah, both important big losses. Uh, they m- nearly made it to the Super Bowl, though, after starting 0-2 last year. So, you know, uh, it, do not panic. Uh, the calf injury to Burrow remains a concern, though, but the offense did find its rhythm last week uh, versus the Ravens. The defense has given up a ton of yards overall and particularly on the ground and are currently ranked second worst in the league in that stat. Mm-hmm. Now, the Browns and the Ravens have great run teams, you know, so, okay, it's the matchup right now, but still a lot to be, uh, you know, questioned about that, the, their ability to stop the run. Can the Rams take advantage of that supposed weakness? Uh, a desperate Bengals team cannot drop to 0-3 versus a lesser Rams team. They got to get this win. Oh, man, it is going to be good. Can't wait for all this great action. So many ways you can check out the football dudes, the trend zone. The pod you're listening to right now, available for subscription on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. We are everywhere, people. Yeah, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at FootballDudesLA. And make sure you tag us across all social media platforms. And while you're out there surfing the webs, go ahead and go to FootballDudes.com. That is going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. For Dave, I'm Casey. We are out of here. Thank you.